0: Hello, hello. Welcome to the Sunday Service Podcast, a dedicated podcast for skin health, women wellness, and empowerment. Join us on our bi-weekly conversation, where we guide you on your journey to skin health, radiant health, and unshakable self-empowerment. The mission of the Sunday Service Podcast is to celebrate the strength of women while nurturing their mind, body, and spirit. Our covid 2023 recommendation book is The Sacred Women by Queen Fua. This book is not just a guide, it is a sacred journey into the world of holistic health and wellness. It is specifically designed for women. Queen of Sua's wisdom and insights it will illuminate your path to self healing empowerment, and embrace your divine feminine energy. To learn more about skin health and organic skincare products, visit our website at shopluminatural.com. For more information on productive medicine and women's health, visit Dr. Lorena White's practice at www.lorenawhite.com. Your support and feedback is what keeps us inspired to continue to share meaningful conversations. Let's evoke awareness, empower lives, and build a community.
1: Hello. I'm here with you guys. So I'm looking forward to, you know, answering all the questions and, engaging with you guys. Um, My name is Javi Girmai. I am the founder and CEO of Shakurna by Hobby and also the cosmetic formulator of Shakurna by Hobby. So besides the skincare aspect of Shakurna by Hobby, we are also a wellness brand as well since we since I'm a clinical herbalist and we work on herbs and you know uh helping you with your gut and your hormones the natural way. Okay. Oh,
2: all my favorite words. All <laughs> my favorite words. I heard herbs. I heard natural. I heard gut health. Yes. These is right up my alley. This is my jam. Yes. So before I ask, I have to ask this question. Tell me what Shakorana means because I cannot believe that it's just a word that just fell out of the sky. I have to believe that there's a meaning, a uh, some type of definition, some type of relationship to that word. So please tell us what Shakurina means and then I'll ask you my next question.
1: So Shakurina means beautiful in the Eritrean and European language. Just, it means beautiful, it means sweet. And the reason why I chose Shakurina is because I want everybody to feel beautiful and sweet and not with using my products, but also just feeling beautiful, right? Yes. And everyone should feel beautiful. Everyone should feel sweet in their life meaning internally and externally, and that's why I chose Shakurina. And I want to be the person to help you feel that way.
2: Ooh, I love it. I love that's that. How- oh, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. So as a, yeah, as a licensed esthetician and master clinical herbalist, why is it so important for individuals to identify their specific skin type?
1: It's very important because when you don't know what your skin type is, you don't know what products to use. Right. So there's people who I I always have this battle, not really a battle, but I always have this issue with a lot of my patients because they think they have oily skin. And in reality, they have dehydrated skin. Yeah. And they don't know how to distinguish that. So they think, oh, I'm not going to wear any moisturizer. And I'm like, no, you need moisturizer. You need to have moisture in your skin. This is why your skin is producing a lot of sebum because it doesn't have it. So I'm trying to teach these uh, patients of mine and my audience on the social media accounts that we have that it's okay to put moisturizer on. Don't be scared of it because you think you have oily skin, but you really don't have oily skin, right? So it is very important to figure out what your skin type is, if it's oily, if it's dehydrated, if it's, you know, uh, dry, or is it balanced and normal? So it's very important because that way you can figure out what products to use and you won't be using the incorrect products for your skin. So it's very important to distinguish what your skin type is.
2: Excellent. That makes all the sense. And I t- tell our, my clients the same thing. And, my, and I'm like, are you drinking enough water? Because all <laughs> yeah. this dryness is like you're telling your skin that it's thirsty. Yeah. And the next Absolutely. thing they're going to do is try to do something about it mm-hmm. and produce oil. And to try to, you know, as a way of hydrating or as a way of moisturizing. And so there's a way to correct that. So thank you so much for clarifying that. Mm-hmm.
1: Problem. So I'm Eritrean American. Um, I actually was born in Eritrea, in Asmara. I moved here at the age I would say when I got here, be, I, was th- I was three and a half, so I was mm-hmm. just turning four. Um, and I've been living in the United States for, I don't know, maybe 27, 28 years now, probably. Um, I might be wrong. Don't quote me. <laughs> I've been living here too long, I can't even remember. Um, me getting into uh, skincare or the aesthetics, right? I actually was a makeup artist for a, for a very long time. So um, I've been in the beauty industry for a very long time. So when it comes to skin, I've no skin like it's like the back of my hand, mm-hmm. either with me putting makeup on your skin or me, you know, cleansing your skin or helping you get the right products. I've know about skin for a very long time. Um, me getting into uh, the aesthetics or more of the, you know, esthetician aspect of it. I grew up taking care of my skin. And that big influence was my grandmother because she loved to take care of her skin. And she used a lot of ancestral things, meaning like things that we learned in our culture that was handed down to her from our ancestors to my great grandmother, et cetera. Um, And these are like natural things and she would always do it. And I was always intrigued. I was like, what is she doing? why is she putting this on her face? Like, what is this herb, you know? Mm -hmm. So that kind of intrigued me. And she was very big on moisturizing her skin and taking care of it, using the natural things, but also using things that she bought from the store as well. So she did mix both and she would use both of these things. So I was like always seeing that. And I was like, wow, I need to start taking care of my skin. Um, I didn't start falling in love with skincare until probably I would say maybe around seventh grade. And I would go to the library and I would go and borrow like Cosmopolitan Girl, right? Or Cosmo Girl, a Teen Vogue. And I would get these magazines. I would bring them home. And of course, my mother's like, why are you bringing magazines? But there was so much information there that I wanted to learn about skin because there's skin experts, you know, before we knew what estheticians were. Because I think in high school and grade school, I didn't even know what an esthetician was, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I would yeah. go and get these magazines because like, me at that age i didn't know what an esthetician was right i'm not saying that they were not never existing i think they were always there but i just didn't <laughs> know them, you know um i just thought of skin experts and that were maybe makeup artists or dermatologists that's all i knew at mm-hmm. that age right um so i would read articles and they would say it's so important and that one of the biggest things that you should always wear is sunscreen to prevent a lot of issues so i was like oh well, that's what I need to buy, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course, coming from, you know, an East African family, our parents are going to go take us to Macy's or Bloomingdale's to go and buy actually African-American mm-hmm. parents are not. Yes. To... They're going to be like, absolutely not. So drugstore products were what I first started using and I just used a cleanser and sunscreen, you know, basically up until probably senior year of high school. Right. Um, or, junior year of high school that's when I started to maybe start looking at other avenues but that's when I started using it and then my love for skincare started to get more stronger because I was reading these articles and I was learning more so I was like I would say in the beginning I was self-taught at a very young age because I was reading all this information and then I got into my uh sophomore year of school and my love for chemistry that's when my love for chemistry came and that's when I was like oh my gosh I love chemistry like I've always loved science I was always great at science I always did really well in that subject but chemistry was a different ballpark you know um, mm-hmm. Since so I also have an art background meaning I paint I draw too that aspect of chemistry was like we're mixing different chemicals so for me it was kind of like mixing paint it was mm. like oh I'm using my hands and then it was an art with chemistry because you have to formulate things there's a lot of mathematics with it too You got to make sure you're putting the right grams and the percentages and ounces when you're doing these things. So it was a lot of like art to it. Mm -hmm. I look at it in that way, my perspective, of course. Um, And I was like, wow, I really like this. This is really cool. And actually, that's one of the reasons why I further longed my education in chemistry, especially when I figured out that there's different avenues and specialties with chemistry. I just thought you just make pharmaceuticals. But later on, I learned that chemists make a lot of things in this world, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's how all of that came about. Um, And then, like I said, I was in the beauty industry for a very long time as a makeup artist. So I was like, you know, I want to do more, you know, and I'm taking care of my skin. And a lot of my clients that were makeup clients were coming to me and asking me about my skin. And I'm like, well... I use this product there, then they'll use it. And they'd be like, oh, they don't really work for me. And mm-hmm. I would use certain products. Actually, for a very long time, I was using a lot of different products and I would, you know, broadcast it on my YouTube channel and stuff like that. But it sucked because I would use it for like a week or two. And then my skin just like it, either mm-hmm. it would become dry or it would become irritated. And then I felt like, oh my God, I don't want to promote these businesses because these products are not working for me. And here I am, people are trusting me with these things. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until, um, probably my third client that I had, she had very bad acne on her skin and, um, junior year of uh, high school, I made my first soap and my Mm. first facial oil. And I literally went to the library, that trusty library, shout out to the free library of Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) I went there and I would get all these books on how to make like, basically like, how to make soaps for dummies, and they had oh. these books. So I would go and I'm reading them. And of course, I had some understanding of some of these chemicals too because of the chemistry, right? So I would look at these books. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to make my own soap. Now, of course, it was a lot of trial and error, okay? <laughs> a lot of trial and error, but I figured it out and I made my first soap and I would use that as a cleanser. And my skin started to like really take to handle it very well. So I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do this is what I'm going to use. And then I started venturing on how to make oils. And when I made the oil, I said, this is going to be my moisturizer, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'll put the sunscreen on, even though I wouldn't say put oil on your face now late. And you know, I would do it later on in my skincare routine, but I was so intrigued. I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And she loved my skin. And she's like, I need to know what you're doing. And I told her, Mm -hmm. I made this soap. She's like, I want it. (laughs) I'm like, but I'm not selling it. And she's like, you are now. Right. Okay, well, I, um, I don't, I'm
0: not
1: selling it. I don't even have the, the proper tools to even, you know, start selling it. And she was like, I don't care. Just make it for me. I'll pay whatever. I want to try it. So I told her, okay, how about I give you a small sample of it? And then you go and you use it. And if it works for you, then we can move, move forward. Right. So that's what we did. She used yeah. a piece of it, took it home. And she came back and was like, listen, this has really helped my skin. I and that was actually my first person that purchased my you know soap at that time yeah (laughs) and from there I was just like okay and then she was telling her friends she was telling her relatives and I was like uh okay so I guess we're making this into a business okay Mm -hmm. so that's when I started venturing out and that's how Shakurna by actually started coming uh to fruition and manifesting um I and I didn't post it on social media it was really just kind of like exclusive It was anybody who actually knew who I was or was a client of mines or, uh, new clients of mines. That's kind of how it started. It wasn't really, you know, and I was promoting other companies on my YouTube channel, on my social media, but I just wasn't promoting mines because it's just exclusively doing it for my clientele. And that's when my clients were like, you need to, you need to do more. And that's when all these other products started to come about and that's where we're here now. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. There's yes. so many just, layers to what you just oh, said. I'm, there's so I'm,
2: many layers. I mean You started off with art and science, and I always talk about integrative health as being art and science Mm -hmm. because, yes, there's a scientific basis for every single thing that happens in life, from the oxygen we breathe to the carbon dioxide that we breathe out that helps the plants that feed us. I mean, it's just that cycle. So that's art and science in that there's an art to traditional medicine. Yes. That is scientific based, Mm -hmm. but it's not in that same, you know, it's still chemistry, it's still biology, it's still all those things, it's still, you know, all those aspects. But when we're looking at it from the art, it is that blend of how many grams, how often, what time Mm -hmm. of day, you know, really getting involved in not just the herb itself, But how is that herb interacting with the other other herbs in that blend? How often do we take this? Do we take it on an empty stomach? Is it on a, you know, those type of things? Those are nuances. Mm -hmm. And then you talked about, yeah, I'm just trying to do this for myself. I'm not trying to hustle. And, but somebody's like, what I said, what I said, give me, make me, make me some of that. (laughs) That's demand. (laughs) That's demand. Yes. And at the point that someone's like, listen, we're about, I'm about to hijack you for your soap. So you could either do this willingly (laughs) or unwillingly. Yeah. And to just share that, that's showing that somebody like you have something that somebody wants and you weren't even promoting it. Mm
0: -hmm. We did
2: the same thing, you know, with our firm. I was really just trying to do good work. And I'm like, you know, and then people were started talking about us. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, who, who did you know? How do you know? How did you find, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's about believing in yourself yes. and truly knowing the value in what you're doing and who you're doing it for. And so I love all those layers. I love that you have this deep understanding, this relationship of the natural skin care, you know, just realm and that art science marriage is, it's, it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, I believe in that for myself and yeah. our clientele as well. And so how do you explain the value of and the benefits of incorporating the natural and organic products into your skincare routine?
1: It's very important. I think it's very important. I mean, for a very long time, a lot of people were using synthetic things on their skin for a very long time and we didn't understand why we were feeling these way right why is our skin having irritation why are we having rashes and why is our skin peeling you know we didn't know the dangers of a lot of these and a lot of these are carcinogens you know and we didn't know for a very long time you know so Mm -hmm. i always push people to of course read the labels right and i always tell people it's really good to use natural products yeah because 60 percent of Everything we apply on our skin is going into our bloodstream. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: we want to make sure these things that we're applying are more natural. Now, there's Mm -hmm. no such thing as no chemicals. And I know there's a lot of people that say, oh, my products don't have no chemicals. And I'm like, absolutely not. Water itself is a chemical. (laughs) (laughs) Preach chemist, preach. (laughs) (laughs) It's water. That's a chemical, right? Yeah. A lot of people are just like, Oh no, and you you hear that. I see it all the time. There's no chemicals in our products and that's a lie. There's no such thing. You know
0: yeah.
1: there's no harmful chemicals, that's what you need to really yeah. look at. Is that there's no harmful chemicals. But everything is a chemical. We are chemicals ourselves as we're walking
2: we we're, are walking we're, chemical reactions that's exactly yes, what we are <laughs> you
1: know, but a lot of people don't know the science behind these things so they mm-hmm. just they look at the label and i always tell people the front is for entertainment and the back yeah. is where you're going to know the truth about everything
2: the education want to read yeah. the back
1: of the labels and i i always push uh people to do natural products because like i said that 60 of those things that are going into our bloodstream should be natural things so mm-hmm. when we're shea butters and when we're using um these rose waters and aloe vera products Mm -hmm. those nutrients and those antioxidants are going into our bloodstream when we're using those oils that are in those products they're going into our bloodstream yes a little bit of the preservatives will go into but if the preservatives are equal cert and they're not you know harmful and they're Mm -hmm. not going to cause you know uh endocrine disruptors not that's not what they are then it's okay to apply it on your skin Right. So I think that's something that a lot of people should check more on using more natural products, like you guys products. Yeah. Perfect for the skin to use on your body. You know, even on your skin, I think you guys can use your products on your skin too. If I'm not mistaken, I, I think that's, you guys can use it on your skin. Perfect. Hair yes. <laughs> Guess what? It's natural. Mm-hmm. So natural is the best, I would say. And of course, sometimes we do need a little bit of chemicals to, to work things, acids and such like that. but. Natural is the best, and I I do recommend uh, natural products all the time to people. Not because you know we're selling these natural products to them, but because the benefits of them outweigh the the bad things. So I I highly recommend it. Yeah. Um. So the consulting came about because I was just working with exclusive clientele. So I was only working with people, and I was making them custom blends. I was uh, a lot. That's basically how it was in the beginning of Shakurna Bahavi, and every was happening in the background so it was not really being promoted on social media so sometimes they look at uh, me now and they're like oh i i didn't even know you had a skin oh you just you just miraculously just have a skincare line or a brand and i'm like no i've been doing this for a while you know Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of things that were in the background that i didn't show because honestly i was i was okay with just working with you know 10 people a month or 20 people a month you know i wasn't trying to have a whole you know that was just it just didn't work like that for me in my mind. I was just letting it flow. And that's the beauty about how this company came about because it was nothing forced. Everything just flowed slowly. And I feel like the universe brought everything together when Guy was like, this is time. This is mm-hmm. the time for you to move forward in, in your journey and in your life and with your career. And it just flowed naturally. So I, I, that's one thing I love about this company is because it flowed naturally. Uh, but when it comes to the consulting stuff, I was, like I said, making these products custom for these people. And um, I would see the ones that I would make and I would be like, okay, well, this one worked really good for this three people. Let me retell that. Mm-hmm. And then I would see that it was working very well for 20 other people. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know what? This product is going to be the product that I'm going to retail. Right. And this that's how it came about when it came to me retelling all the products. Because a lot of these products are new to certain people because they're just seeing it, but it's mm-hmm. not new. It's been right. used by a lot of people for many years when I was just working exclusively with people. So now I'm like, okay, this worked really good for a good set of people. It should work for another good set of people as well. So uh, that's how it came about. And when it comes to the consulting, we're just, I'm not really telling people only to buy skincare products. That's not what we're talking about. Some people, I'm making them get blood work done. Some Mm. people are getting uh, GI mapping done, stool testing, so I can see what's going on with their gut. Why are they breaking out so much? Uh, What's their diet looking like? Because a lot of people don't understand that a lot of the issues that we have is because of internal factors. Oh, yeah. We have gut issues. We have hormonal issues, right? We're eating foods that are like we need to eliminate these things because they are causing issues. Some people are gluten tolerant. They don't know. So it's educating them and figuring out what's going on with their skin, why it's becoming like that. And the root causes are probably what they're eating, what they're consuming on a daily basis. And this can be drinking. This can also could be eating solid food as well, right? This can also be their environment. Are they in a very stressful environment? Are they not happy with their life? All these things in, it, contribute to your skin health and to your wellness. So that's what we talk about in the consultation. And that's what we talk about when it comes to figuring out what's going on with them. It's really about me understanding what's going on and then telling you, okay, this is where you're messing up at and educating Mm -hmm. them on how to fix it. Because for me, I want to educate these people that I'm working with my patients. and, And from there, I want them to learn these things and then implicate it on a daily basis so that they don't have to be, you know, they don't have to hold my, I don't have to hold their hand for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. you know, cause I don't want to, right. I want to help you. I want you to get good and I want to go help others, you know? Yeah. So I want to know that they have the power to heal themselves and to take care of themselves and be better. They don't need me to hold their hand every step of the way. Yes, I will be there, but I need you to know and be educated on how to fix these issues that you have because now you know what the issues are and what's causing it. So now when you're, when it happens, you don't have to ring us up and say, Hey, this happened, you know, you know, like, Oh, okay. This is what she said to me. Mm -hmm. So it's really by educating them so that they can use this for longevity results and to use this as for the rest of their life, the lifestyle changes that they need to make. And a lot of them, they do. And some of them, you know, they don't, but eventually they start to, they start to say like, okay, she was right. She told me not to drink this uh, bottle of milk and I drank it and Oh my God, I'm breaking out like crazy. You know, sometimes it takes them a little bit longer to understand what i tell them in the consults but eventually they get there right so
2: and i think a lot of that too comes with consistency because mm-hmm. people Absolutely. will quickly you know when i suggest you know you need to go you know sugar fast this isn't about like a gradual no you need to sugar fast for the next 3 weeks mm-hmm. to reset your body they do the sugar fast. They're like, Oh my gosh, I feel amazing. This is cleared up. This has gotten better. My period was this. Oh my goodness. I didn't know all these things. And then they think, okay, now that it's good, I'm just going to go right back to doing what I was doing before. And lo and behold, all the stuff that you'd worked so hard yes. to address, it comes right back because that's yes. not consistent. This isn't about a quick fix. This isn't about an overnight success. This isn't about mm-hmm. something that you do once and everything is resolved because that's not what you've just walked into. Yes. For the most part, we're dealing with people who've had years, potentially even decades of a health issue that has evolved and then they have associated manifestations. And when you talk about that consistently, consistency and truly teaching people how to take care of themselves, that's the key. That mm-hmm. is for long-term results. Yes. That is a lifestyle change, not just a, you know, dietary change. No, you know, you're in teaching them and educating them about how to take care of the person who they look at in the mirror every single day. And that's not going to be the same as their neighbor, their mom, their sister, their cousin, anything. But that's going to be the prescription for them. Um, and sometimes it has nothing to do with, you know, drugs or, you know, medication, but it has to do with how you take care of yourself on a day-to-day basis yes. and what you're doing the majority of the time. Yes. So I appreciate you emphasizing that. So I want to go back to moisturizing. You mentioned that in the beginning and how crucial it is. Yes. And as this change of season is happening, I am changing my moisturizer because my thing is I can just tell the season has changed because my skin started like doing a little bit different stuff than it was doing literally two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And you talked about, you know, picking which one is the one for you. And I, one of my moisturizers, which I, I know I paid way too much for, the main ingredient is beef tallow. And I was like, okay, looked up beef tallow. Lo and behold, I go to, you know, mom's and there's like a big jar of beef tallow, pure, you know, pure beef tallow, whatever. And it was only like $10. And I was like, wait a minute, stop, pause. (laughs) What is going on here? And I always tell people, look at the active ingredient in the stuff that you, the one that's at the top.
0: Yes.
2: If If it's at the top, that's the one that's doing the heavy lifting. That's the one that's doing the work. That's the one there's most of. And when I look at it in my expensive stuff, beef tallow, which is lipid rich and all the things that are going to make your skin plump and juicy and healthy and vibrant and all that kind of stuff, it was at the top. And I'm thinking, all I got to do is add some essential oils to this. I have my own whatever. And I can pay $10 for this versus I don't, I'm not even going to tell you what I paid for the other stuff. And it's right here in mom's. Wouldn't you know, my skin was like, finally, Where have you been? And it's like, my skin is drinking it up, but I feel like my face looks 10 years younger. And just like, you know, uh, just this change of season. So how can our listeners determine the most suitable moisturizer for their skin? And why is this crucial? Why is this essential?
1: So our skin is lipid. Like you said, we need lipid rich things. Our skin Mm -hmm. is lipid. So we (laughs) need things that are going to hydrate it. And a lot of people are so scared of hydrating skin because they don't know which one to use right um and like you said you you have to look at the back of these products to see what they have in them so that you can figure out okay well this might work for me and this might not because certain people might be allergic to certain things right mm-hmm. so, you know so for i would say for people who have very dry skin to do more of those lipid rich things like shea butters right uh beef tallow like you said um these really rich emollient filled mm-hmm. um moisturizers because right. their skin needs a lot of it for oily skin. I would say maybe using like a gel based uh, moisturizer mm-hmm. and, and then slowly, slowly incorporating maybe moisturizer that are a little em- emollient, right? Mm-hmm. You got to kind of do like a trial and error thing with that as well. You got to figure out what works for you. Cause right. like you said, everybody's different. Every skin is different. So one person has oily skin, right? tolerate one thing, right. and another one might not be able to. So about trial and error with products but when it comes to oil free products you can get oil free uh, moisturizers but you want to make sure that those oil free moisturizers have glycerin mm-hmm. right that have maybe okay. a hyaluronic acid in them right that way that they are bringing moisture in right because a yeah. lot of those oil free are water-based like i mean all all skincare products basically are water-based but mm-hmm. it's more water-based so you don't want to just have water and then no humectant in them Mm -hmm. like glycerin right we need glycerin so those type of things i think a lot of people should really focus on the the ingredients to see what these things have and maybe doing your own research why is glycerin important you Mm -hmm. know why is this important i think it's very important to look at those type of things and then move move on that aspect but moisturizer is very important because like i said our skin is lipid based and needs hydration right because if you're not hydrating it The cells are going to start acting crazy and alert that they need to be producing more sebum. And that's when the skin starts to be clogged, starts clogging. That's when you start seeing breakouts and acne. So you don't want to see all these type of things. So you want to make sure that you are moisturizing your skin, but also looking at what oils are in those moisturizers, because maybe there's apricot oil and maybe apricot oil might not work for you. Right. Some of these have coconut oil and coconut oil is very clogging. Yes. yeah you want to make sure that some of these things don't have it now maybe you can put coconut oil based uh, products on your body but you mm-hmm. can't put it on your face yeah your face will clog it more because the ph levels in our space and our actual body is completely different even though it's one skin but yeah but on- they're
2: different types of skin just yeah. like you wouldn't you wouldn't put the same thing on your hair that you would put on your vaginal area exactly yes it's all keratin it's all different types of skin yes but you wouldn't put something on your lips that you would put you know on you know other aspects that are more sensitive and you just got to take that stuff into condition into consideration thanks so much for that
1: when it comes to i I, I, two-on-one you got to be cautious with it. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's not. You get what
2: you pay for. Yeah. uh uh-uh, That two in one stuff. As is, long as. But then you
1: can, you, you can finesse it a little bit with the two in ones because our men line is a lot of the, the our products for our, our guys that we have are, are two in one. But mm-hmm. the way I formulated those is that the pH level is good for the skin and for the beard. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's another thing that you have to look at. Are the right. pH balance because. Like I said, the skin in our face pH is different than the rest of our body. So our body can handle more things. Like the skin of our body can handle more things. Our face can't. So
2: yeah, that's the same. The hair on the face is different from the hair on your head. There's different the hair in your pubic area. There's different the hair on your legs, on your arms, you know, all those different places. So you wouldn't, you know, treat those different places the same because they're not.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. Sunscreen is so important. It's so important. A lot of people don't think that it is. And it's like you said, a lot of people of color don't think they need it. You know, that was what everybody would tell us. Oh, you know, you're black, you're brown skin, you don't need it. We do need it. We absolutely do need it. Yes, our skin is a little bit more durable when it comes to the sun because our skin produces more melanin, but it can also produce more than what it's supposed to when it's getting that heat, because that's what the melanocytes once they, they activate more when there's heat. So you're outside so much, that heat just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Then you start seeing your skin being different colors because maybe your forehead is getting more of the sun and this isn't. Or your your, your neck is getting it, but your face isn't. So it's like you have to protect your skin all the time. And then we also have these things now like our phones with blue light. Our computer screens, right? Our tablets, these also bring light. And if you have hyperpigmentation, for example, you're thinking, okay, I'm not outside. I don't have the sun. My windows are, you know, the blinds are closed. But you're on your phone. You're on your tablet. You're on your computer. And that also has light. And that light also penetrates into the skin. So we have to also protect our skin when we're in the house. And that's one thing people be like, well, I'm not outside i don't need sunscreen i'm like well you need to block the uv the the blue light from your phones right so um sunscreen is very important and for women of color people of color they need it just as much as not as you know as Caucasians. Caucasians, of course they need it a little bit more than we do but that means sorry (laughs) yes so um yeah, I'm sorry. We're, we're doing some work over here. So, um, like I said, sunscreen is very important. It's important for everyone. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, if you're dark skin, light skin, you have an olive skin tone, it does not matter you need it. Because the sun, as much as we love it, too much of it can damage our skin. It, it messes up our collagen in our skin. It breaks down the elastin in our skin. That makes our skin age faster. And there's a, there's a saying that black don't crack. But if you're out in the sun and you don't take care of yourself that good, guess it will. <laughs> it will. It will. It will. And um, I know a lot of people might say, well, in Africa, the sun, the sun is a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. And they're out there, but they're not getting, their skin is not as damaged, right? Well, the UVA and UVB rays in Africa are different than in the West. Yeah, they, absolutely. Back in Africa, it's UVB. So our mm-hmm. skin is actually absorbing it. And it's not damaging as mm-hmm. it is here in the United States and Canada and the European countries. That's why a lot of my, my patients that come to me, they're like, well, my skin was good in Africa. Mm-hmm. But when I got to Europe and when I got to America, my skin started to have issues. And I'm starting to see hyperpigmentation. I'm like, well, that's because the rays are different. Yes, it's right. one sun, but you're getting more of UVA yeah, and not UVB now. So now yeah. your skin is starting to adjust to this and now it's producing more melanin. So if you had some damage underneath your skin, if you already had some of these issues, now they're going to be more prominent because now that UVA is bringing them up to the surface. Right. So that's why sunscreen is very important because you're protecting your skin and you're also going to be protecting your collagen and your elastin of your skin. And you're going to also prevent hyperpigmentation And you're going to also prevent it from getting worse. So if you already have hyperpigmentation, you're preventing it from getting worse because you're getting it being protected. And while Mm -hmm. you're using these actives and all these things that are supposed to help with it, like tyrosine inhibitors, when you don't wear sunscreen, you're basically throwing everything that you did in the trash. Right. So sunscreen is very important. I love sunscreen. I tell everyone to use it. Even kids should use it. Uh, If you can't use it and you don't have time to reapply it because you're supposed to reapply it every two hours but sometimes we can't, right? Right. So if you're going outside, wear maybe a hat. Mm -hmm. Umbrellas. I know people don't want to wear umbrellas, but hey, that's the best thing for you. You know, Uh, and they do it back home all the time. I see a lot of women back home in Africa that do that. They'll have an umbrella, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, and surprisingly, as much as everyone's like, well, in Africa, they don't have these issues. Well, they know a certain time to go out and a certain time not to go out. And I've seen that firsthand when I went back home. They know what time to go out And they know what the time is when the sun rays are very strong. So you won't see a lot of people outside at that time. So that's how kind of without having sunscreen, that is how they're actually protecting their skin. And they are covering their skin. Maybe they're wearing a hat or an umbrella. I see a lot of women back home that do that with the umbrellas. So there is other ways and avenues like umbrellas and hats, like really big hats or being in a shaded area. Uh, But if you can wear sunscreen, wear it, try to reapply it. Um, I think the max, I know it says two hours, but if you're at home, you can kind of push it to three, you know, but you do want to reapply it consistently, especially people who have, like I said, hyperpigmentation, you're treating it. So you have to make sure you're protecting it while you're treating it.
2: Yeah. There's so many, again, you layer so many different things in one response. Mm -hmm. One was, I love that you highlighted that life is different in the motherland than it is when you get to the U.S not just because of the sun rays, but guaranteed your diet, Absolutely. your movement routine, mm-hmm. your job, and you know everything that you're putting in and on your body, I'm guaranteeing you it's completely different. So you have one thing and you're trying to say, well, I didn't have this problem there, but you didn't have another a lot of other things there either yes. that you've either adopted
0: yeah. or
2: you have taken on or responsibilities, I mean, stressors that you didn't even have then. Um, And then when we look at the sunscreen itself, some people don't realize that you're putting an endocrine disruptor in the name of putting on sunscreen. You are literally disrupting your hormones by putting this on your skin and your hair. And it can say, you know, SPF 1000. And if that first ingredient is messing up with your hormones, that's messing up your skin, your gut, your menstrual cycle, all those things. And you're like, but I'm putting on my sunscreen two and three times a day. And you're also wrecking and wreaking havoc on all your other body systems too. And you would think, well, why would they put an endocrine disruptor in a XYZ product? The same thing they put, you know, whatever product and stuff made for babies. But I was like, this is, this is a poison like you said earlier a carcinogen why is this in a baby product why is this in something i'm putting on my skin and it the point is it doesn't matter because they're trying to sell a brand they're yes. trying to sell a product and at the end of the day it's up for the consumers to be responsible and most of us and this is not even a dig at anyone we don't even know what to look for yeah we don't even know the names one because we can't pronounce them because they're not they're not they're harmful chemicals like you mentioned before And so we don't even know what to look for, but we see the things that say like oh SPF number and we go right for that. And then sometimes we're duped into thinking because it costs more, it must be better. Mm -hmm. No. And so there's so many things that we look at in terms of, well, this must be better because it's this, when actually it's worse for you. Because we're not quite educated, and I, that's why I appreciate all the different layers that you're offering us. We're not completely educated on the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. And when we're only examining one component, we are keying in on that, but not keying in on the five or six other things that are detrimental to our health. So thank you for that.
1: Well, to go back to the sunscreen, because thank you for bringing that key point. I forgot to say that there is different sunscreen. So you have the mm-hmm. chemical, which is honestly not the best for our health, it is a hormone disruptor, it is a carcinogen, there's a lot of ingredients in it, and it's also bad for our coral reef, so imagine Mm -hmm. you're putting something on your skin that when you go into the ocean, it's also killing the the livelihood of the ocean, Mm -hmm. right, all of those um, sea animals need the coral reef, right, but we're killing it because we're applying um, a sunscreen as chemical base that's not really even doing as much as protecting our skin as we think. So I always tell people to do like mineral-based sunscreens, but also mm-hmm. reading the back of those labels because they'll say mineral sunscreen, SPF 30, SPF 50. But when you go in the back, there's some chemical filters in there as well. So now you're not having a 100% mineral-based sunscreen. You're having a hybrid, right? Which is mixed mm-hmm. with two different things, uh, zinc oxide filter. And it defeats the purpose because you're trying to go more holistically or more clean, mm-hmm. but you still have these chemicals that they're sneaking in and you're thinking you can trust them because that entertainment in the front of it. So I always tell people to check the back of it and make sure to use products that are safe. Mm -hmm. So zinc oxide it's a mineral, it's perfect and actually protects your skin way better because it it sits on top, it's a physical. So it Mm -hmm. actually bounces off the sun rays versus a chemical-based sunscreen, which is going to absorb the heat. And like, we go back to that hyperpigmentation and this mm-hmm. hyperpigmentation can be post-inflammatory from even eczema, right? Putting the sunscreen thinking, like she said, like the doc said, oh, this is protecting me. But it's not because guess what? You're looking at your hyperpigmentation getting darker and darker. And you're like, why is it getting darker?
0: Mm-hmm. It's because you're
1: using a chemical-based sunscreen that's absorbing right. all of the heat and all that heat is sitting there. And the melanocytes are like, yes, dance party. She's feeding me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna show them how this is. And then they mm-hmm. just start darker and darker and darker. We're activating the, the cells again. So yeah. physical zinc oxide is the best um sunscreen. So that's my last comment about sunscreen. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna give you one more I'm gonna ask one more thing. One of the things that I often see, especially with uh black clientele or even darker skinned people, um, is when they put on their sunscreen and they're like, but it turns my skin purple. And I'm like, mm hmm, mm hmm. And while I know what that is, educate us in terms of one, what is it that's turning their skin purple and what can they do to avoid that?
1: So, the zinc oxide has a cast to it. Mm-hmm. So, zinc oxide has a cast, but the, what's making them purple is the, the titanium oxide. Yes. It's the titanium <laughs> oxide. And honestly, if you can find a sunscreen that doesn't have titanium oxide or maybe like a very small percentage of it, that because you, you see it in the active, it'll say active ingredients because sunscreen is kind of in the, in America, they consider it a drug, right? Mm-hmm. It's preventing something. So right. they consider it as a drug. So the back of it is always going to look like how it would look as a supplement or any other medication that you're taking. So it'll tell you right. the active ingredients. So the active ingredients, it, it might say titanium, maybe be the first one and then zinc, the bottom one, or it might right. say zinc, the top one and, and then titanium. Now there's some that don't even have titanium in them. Right. That kind of prevents that, that purplish look is that titanium oxide. So if you can get a zinc one, that's perfect. And now they're starting to show more sunscreens that have tinted in them, which are even better because those iron oxides are going to help protect your skin from the blue lights that we are absorbing every single day because right. we cannot escape blue light anymore. It's on our oh, no. phones, it's in our, you know, our computers, our TVs, it's everywhere. And every screen we have, yeah, every screen we we're, have. We're, who's not on their phones? I mean, we're <laughs> on our computers right now, right? right. So experiencing this and our phones is everywhere. So we cannot actually run away from it. But tinted, I think is the best thing now for people to start using. And Neutrogena has one that is, has different color shades. So you have one for fair skin, medium tone, you have, you have one for deep skin. So there is avenues for us now as the technology gets better in skincare, we're starting to see more products for people of color. So it's that's the, the beauty of it because we there wasn't enough things for people of color, but now we're starting to see that. And a lot of uh, companies like ourselves are starting to produce products that are for people of color. So now right. they're starting to be like, okay. I can actually buy products and use them because now I have a brand that looks like me that's making products. Right. So sunscreen tinted is the best. I would say uh, okay. mineral, but make sure you're checking it back to make sure that it's not saying it has zinc oxide, titanium oxide, and then it has a chemical base, uh, like homosate or something like that. Right. Okay. We don't want that. That's a chemical filter. So try to look for maybe tinted, Tented are, some of them are a little expensive, yeah. you know. Some of them are a little expensive, but there are really good uh, brands that are not expensive. Like mm-hmm. um, Hyped, it's a baby brand. They have a mineral sunscreen that's I think is pretty good. It might work for some people, it might not work for some. So it's really good to try. Sunscreen is trial and error too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've used any yeah. sunscreen in my life. I, you know, I'll use one and just you know, I don't know. It's just it's trial and error for some people. What might work for you guys might not work for me, right? You know, so it's really checking which ones are good. But um, using a little bit more of an expensive brand might be better for for deeper tones, just so that you can eliminate some of that white cast. But a lot right. of our people love to go to chemical based sunscreens because they're like, I don't want that white cast. Right. So maybe doing a tinted would be better, um, and that's just looking. There's a lot of brands now that have tinted yeah and deep sheets, so there there is avenues we just have to like look for them,
2: yeah, and even going to the environmental working group, they also have places that you can literally compare and contrast in terms of levels, what you are looking for, is it coverage, is it often how often you need to reapply all those different things, so you can prioritize the things that are not only the most important to you and your family but also. Mm-hmm compare and contrast what chemicals you do not want um, in your products, which I think is important too. Yes. So many layers. I love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So customized care is a focus of, say it for me, Shikarina. Shikarina. Shikarina, Okay. By Javi. How can our audience customize their personal skincare routines and suit to suit their personal and unique needs and preferences?
1: So um, we sometimes in the consultations, we do customize it for our patients mm-hmm. uh, and for our consumers, right? Cause not everybody's a patient of ours. Some people right. are just our customers, right? Um, but for the customers, I always tell them to look, on our website we have different categories of products, right? And I know sometimes people like to actually ask you, hey, like what product is good for me, right? You. And um, you know, I'm, I try my best to, to come on and talk about them you know um sometimes i can't but the descriptions of course are there but mm-hmm. i try my best to talk about them when i can um so when it comes to customizing a product we do have kits in our in our our line that are for a certain uh certain issue sorry for certain things right so let's say for example we have an acne person who is trying to get rid of their acne trying to manage it we have the acne essential kit and then we have the Glow Kit, which is more of over-counter over counter products that are going to help with hyperpigmentation. And then we have our more medical grade stuff, which is the Blue NLRX, uh line. And that's more for people who have very severe hyperpigmentation. I custom make all those things for them. So we have those. We have these other products, right? Like the mm-hmm. soap, the moisturizers and stuff like that. So when it comes to customizing it, um, a lot of people think that they need a whole lot of products. Right. And some people don't need a whole lot of products, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what it is with the kits. When I need the kits, like the glow kit, for example, I put each thing that's in there is what's gonna help with your concern that you're trying to battle. Right. Because right. some people that have hyperpigmentation, they think they have to get this and this and this, and they have all these products but you don't need all of those things. You just need these essential things. You need a cleanser that's gonna fight the the hyperpigmentation. You need something that's gonna hydrate you, which is gonna be the toners and the moisturizer. And then you need the active ingredients, the serums, right? An antioxidant, you need um, a corrector serum. And then you need something that's gonna exfoliate. That Mm. right there is enough. People that come to me when they have their consultations, they'll come to me and they literally have like 15 products. And they're like, oh, I bought all of these products because I was watching on TikTok. This person said this, and this person said this. And I'm like, well, that's the thing. You cannot distinguish what product mm-hmm. is good for you based off a, of an influencer. Because right. do you, this influencer might be getting paid to say these things. So you have to be cautious. And it's, we live in this era now where it's influencer everything, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, influencing is great. We do need them to promote companies, right? But at the same time, we also need to do our research with the products to make sure that they're not products that are are that are they going to work for us or not? Just because mm-hmm. this person says they're amazing, is this person getting paid thousand dollars to say it, or is this person really generally using it and telling you that this product is really good? Right. You know, um, and less is more with a lot of things. Less is more with a lot of products. I think a lot of people think that you have to put a smut like you literally have to scoop everything out of that that serum. To put on your face and you think that more of it is going to help but it's not so less is more is very important when it comes to your your, your routine um and then customizing it based off the issues that you have so if you are somebody who's trying to uh fight the hyperpigmentation use hyperpigmentation fighting ingredients tyrosine right those type of products that have that but if you're not somebody who has that and have just regular skin and you just want to manage having more you know simple skin Start using products like hyaluronic acid, um, retinol. You know, incorporating retinols into your into your routine. You don't have to use the hyperpigmentation stuff because you don't need that. Using vitamin right. C's are very important too. So it's really about when we when we talk to them in our consultations and when I do lives and I, I talk about the skincare. I'm telling people to don't get everything. You don't need everything in our line. You just need a couple of things. And if you're fighting a, an, an issue. Get, get out of your skin uh type mm-hmm. not treat a, a issue with your skin because oh i'm dry skin i'm just gonna buy dry skin products no you're dry skin that has hyperpigmentation so right. get products that are for hyperpigmentation to fight that once you fight you fought it and you managed it then you can go back to using products for your dry skin okay if you're oily skin okay you need to incorporate a couple of things to fight oily skin and the other concerns that you might have so it's really about like like you said the first thing that we talked about was um the skin concerns that we have or skin issues that we've had to how do we know our skin type right buying things for your skin type and buying things to fight an issue you have to distinguish those two things so what are we putting on our skin on, on our scalp because skin is scalp too yes it's different it works a little bit different but it's still the same right in a sense now what are we putting on it some people maybe are drenching so much oil and clogged. Right. And then we also have dead skin when it comes to shedding of our our scalp. Sometimes it's dead skin and sometimes it can be, of course, dandruff. Right. And it can mix Mm -hmm. together. But our skin also gets dry. Our scalp gets dry as well. So what are you putting on? Are you using products that are maybe uh, sulfate filled? When you're washing your skin maybe that's drying it so much and guess what maybe that same thing that happens with your skin when you're not hydrating it, it's probably happening with your scalp so they're probably experiencing those type of uh, symptoms as well where it's so dry that you're, you're producing so much sebum in the scalp that now it's starting to clog and it's clogging the hair follicles too and maybe the hair is not growing because of that too so right. that's how i look at it that acne that's happening probably in their scalp is probably they're using products that doesn't work for them that's causing irritation that's and they're drenching it with so many products like oils and conditioners and you know we leave those things on our hair for a long period of time we don't wash our hair every single day and for us we can't wash our hair every single day because we need the oils people who have curly skin, uh, per, curly, skin curly hair <laughs> curly hair they need a lot of hydration we need a lot of you know oils and in, in on our, in our scalp but we're also putting heavy uh condition sleeping conditioners we're adding this and we're adding that right and it's clogging up and acne on our scalp or the breakouts on our scalp could be a contributor of that
2: yeah and i i think you're right
1: see this is this is where we go to that influencer era that we're in right now you know that uh clickbait uh you know all audi- um things that are all circulating clickbait You know, clout chasers now, you know, uh, that's the issue. You know, a lot of people don't want to go to uh, a professional. They don't want to go to a derm. They don't want to go to an SD. They don't want to go to, I think they'll call them a trichologists or something like that. Trichologist. Yes. Those people who are, that's their profession. They deal with the scalp. They doubt they deal with the hair, a cosmetologist. They don't want to go to a hairstylist. They want to go to the influencers. They want to get free things, and I'm like, I was telling people, those free things can also cost you a lot of issues later.
2: Ooh, mm.
1: a lot of problems. On. Nothing
2: in life is free. Nothing yes. in life is free. It's There's not, always a cost, <laughs> you
1: know. And yes, there is some some people that are professionals that do share, you know, things that you can do, home remedies that you can do. Um, they would probably say, do this, or maybe use this product. But that also doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. You might need to probably do a consult with them in person. You might need to go to a hairstylist and have them actually check your scalp to see what's going on with it versus you actually, you know, going and putting mouthwash with, which is for your mouth, you know, and those chemicals are the
2: germs in your mouth, not the bacteria on your scalp also different types of skin different types of mucosa different types of everything exactly that's like saying why don't you just clean your vagina with mouthwash i mean like exactly i mean that's what it sounds like to me exactly you wouldn't do that that's ridiculous
1: you're gonna have all these other issues that you're gonna probably scream at you i mean it makes zero sense
2: but i mean people like you said they'll do it they'll Mm -hmm. do it and but yet, when it comes to prioritize, and to me, this is talk about prioritizing and what is important to you. Now, guaranteeing you have a budget or or not a budget for something crazy, whether it be shoes, purses, bags, perfume, sunglasses, whatever you feel, but you gonna skim and put m- mouthwash on your head. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, huh. Okay. All right. If that's where you feel like that that's where you want to cut your quarters. Fine. Yeah. But then like you said, there's there's always gonna be another side to that that equation. <laughs> always. Your products cater to a diverse population. Could you tell us more about your experiences working with different ethnicities and communities, particularly with your Ethiopian community and how has this influenced your approach to skincare?
1: Um, yeah, so I've worked with a lot of people over the years, a lot. Um, Asians, uh, Latinos. Americans, Africans, or else if they're East or or West, um, Arabs, a lot of different skin types, right? Um, And my focus more was for people of color when I created the products. Not saying that nobody else can use it, they can. They absolutely can. Um, But like like I said before, there wasn't a lot of products out for people of color. Mm -hmm. So they would purchase things that would work better for fair skin people more for white people more for maybe fair arabs right uh fair asians some of these products so they didn't really have a product to go to that would actually work with them because people of color skin is not the same as white skin it it is completely different it acts very different when it's irritated you know it, it gets red and then that red becomes pigmentation Right? It becomes post inflammatory. So, we want to, when I was making these products, I wanted to really help the African the people of color community, right? All the brown people in the world. I wanted to help them because they need products that are not going to cause them irritation. They're, they're battling melasma and they're battling um, post inflammatory hyperpigmentation. They don't need any irritation in their skin to cause that pigmentation to get worse. They need something that's going to calm the skin down. That's gonna work with their skin, that's gonna be gentle, right? Because those other things are a little bit more stronger and they're okay for white people, but not for people of color. Mm -hmm. They can't do the same things as what white people do. There's actually a chemical pill called a phenol pill, and you probably saw it circulate on social media now where it's a very, very strong chemical pill where your skin literally peels off, like literally looks like the mass is coming off your face, right? We can't do that because if one our skin is going to be crazy in a sense like pigmentation is going to go so worse we're going to just be several shades darker than what we are right um and then that type of chemical peel, people that are uh white can use it because their skin doesn't pigment the way that our skin does when it has irritation um right. and that you know you also have cautious because you do go, you can go into cardiac arrest. So you have actual professional doctor with you doing it. So it cannot be at home treatment. It cannot be even an esthetician doing it for you. The doctor has to be present while they're doing that for you. So people look at that and they say, Oh, I want to get that. You cannot get that. You're a person of color. You can't. So We go back to using products that are for you, that won't irritate your skin, that will calm the skin down, and that will work a little bit more gentle because our skin needs gentle things. We think that our skin needs harsh things, but it doesn't need harsh things. Our skin is very sensitive. It needs very gentle love and care. It doesn't need strong things. And that was one of the reasons why I decided to make it. And my mother has melasma. So that was actually one of the reasons why I even started off Uh, started making hyperpigmentation products because it was to help her and my other family members that have melasma and to help them not only manage it, but also get rid of some of the the scarring and the pigmentation that was on their face. So that's why I started talking more in my language, uh, which is Tigrinya, and to try to help more people in our community, in the um, Eritrean and Ethiopian community, because they don't know what to use. A lot of them are not familiar with these things. Um, they think that they have to go to these stores and buy bleaching creams and they mm. buy these bleaching creams and it makes their skin worse to the yep. point where their skin. It's not even the hyperpigmentation is so dark and so black that I can't even help them, mm-hmm. you know. So I try to teach them that you need to stop using these things because eventually your skin is going to be a blue, black or a dark purple color. And once that happens, you can't you have to go and start using lasers and mm-hmm. investing money on those things. So that's why I started making these products. And of course um, they're very effective, but yeah. you also have to give them time because the cells need time to change. Our body needs time to change and to to re- redo everything. I always tell people to dedicate a year for their skin, yeah. to actually yeah. see the biggest change. And mm-hmm. in a year, you can see a big change from how your skin was in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and then imagine a year and six months mm-hmm. from then, it's going to probably be completely gone and managed. So that it's not going to come back again. Right. So um, that was one of the reasons why I made it. And I wanted to teach, um, you know, East African women that we don't need to be using bleaching creams and that we need to be using these more natural alternatives that are just as effective. Yes, they work a little bit more slowly, but slow is always better than fast because yeah. it's it's, a, it's not a sprint with your skin. Yeah. It's a marathon with your skin. So you have to take it yeah. easy.
2: And you didn't get there overnight. Like this problem wasn't like, oh, I didn't have this yesterday. And you just woke up this morning and it was here. And I love how you said a whole year. Cause the first thing people are like a year, a year. Yeah. And I'm like, but you've been dealing with it for how many years? 10. Was- oh, it's 15. Oh, you've been dealing with this since you were 15. You're 45 now. So we're talking about 30 years and you're talking about a year. Like, we're dealing with something that's been evolving before you even started having symptoms. That's what people don't realize. Yes. This was, this was going on before you even had symptoms. Absolutely. The symptoms were just a manifestation of an imbalance. Mm-hmm. Now that they're showing up, it took you a while before you even started being concerned about it. Mm-hmm. So from the time it started, the actual evolution, which depending on who you are, and what it is, it probably started happening at the day you were born.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Puberty and everything else, and there's a huge hormonal shift kind of you know, exacerbates that and brings it to the fore. You started noticing it maybe when you were in you know your late teens, early twenties. You ignored it. Yep. Tried to tamp it down. So now you're like, you know, maybe in, maybe let's say earliest you're like in your mid twenties after mm-hmm. college. So now we're still twenty five years in evolution and you're talking about this can be healed with cons- consistency in a year.
1: Yeah.
2: That's too long for you. But you're gonna put bleaching cream on your face,
1: yeah. And then they get that quick gratification. That's the thing. We we live in a microwave era where we <laughs> yeah. want everything like this immediately, immediately. And what happens? You get that quick gratification. You're like, oh, this is what I needed. And that's
2: what it was. It's it Was gone. Quick.
1: <laughs> and then you know, people need to understand uh, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation and melasma, yeah. two different ballparks, yeah. two different things. Because melasma's chronic is always going to be there, even always. when it does fade underneath the skin because the thing it's is there. we only see surface level we don't see yeah. you know microscopically we're not seeing the skin layers so yeah that's always going to be there Yeah, that that little pigmentation you're going to see it when you look at it in the blue light right mm-hmm. but people think oh it's not this gone it's you know but then it comes back and they say oh my god it came back it didn't the thing didn't work well yeah because you use something that worked really really fast and the cells cannot even catch up you have to understand our body has to catch up. Like our skin is a body. It's an it's a organ, right? It's an yeah. organ. People mm-hmm. forget that it's an organ. They, yeah. they forget well, that it's, it's the largest it, organ of the body. Exactly. And they <laughs> think that it's connected to everything. It yeah. works like cellular. And people don't understand that. They think, oh, you just apply something and it's going to be gone. And it's like, no, you yeah. have to one, consistently use it. And you have to train the cells to stop doing what they were doing. doing. And training takes time. Mm-hmm. Because
2: you're really overriding a message that has been being received for using that example, decades. Yeah. And you think that one cream, one application, one whatever, for however long, maybe a month, is going to address something that's been going on for over two decades? No. But the ramifications of putting on bleaching cream? (laughs) Now that's going to be with you for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be with you for a minute. Now, those, now that, that's the the flip side. There's nothing, there's nothing, there are no quick fixes to complex health challenges. And I don't know how many times we have to say it. And I'm so glad you're saying it because it's coming from, not from a clinician, not coming from your doctor, not, it's coming from someone who is, you know, skin health and skin health expert. There are no quick fixes, period, to any aspect of life. There are no quick fixes. But like you said, an influencer, of this person, a celebrity says, "Oh, I use this." You don't know their life. I guarantee you, if they're a celebrity selling you something, your life ain't theirs. But yet, that's what we gravitate to. Yeah. It could be out of reach financially, but so and so said it, so I'm gonna go there. Versus, whoa, what is what is your particular issue? How does that even relate to what something somebody's trying to sell to you? Mm-hmm. And unless they're really in your know your life, yeah, the environmental, the social, the physical, the emotional, the mental, all those aspects—who are the same for you? You don't even know if it's for you, yeah. But yet you're expecting results that were promised based on somebody else's life,
1: absolutely,
0: who has
2: no overlap with yours. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Abby. I love <laughs> <it>. <laughs> So, Javi, what or whom influenced your dedication to the skincare care profession?
1: who would I say? Hmm. I would say my grandmother influenced me. Yeah, absolutely. She influenced me uh, when it came to um, knowing more about my skin and taking care of my skin. That was yeah. the biggest influence. I wouldn't say um, an influencer or celebrity mm. or, you know, even a derm, you know. Uh, yeah. Influenced me, because they didn't. I'll be right. <laughs> they, they didn't. I'm going to be really honest. My grandmother did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she took care of her skin. <laughs> so I would say my grandmother was my biggest influence. Um, it wasn't a celebrity. It wasn't a single, anything like that. It was her, her love for skin, her love yeah. for taking care of herself, her love for self-care, um, her love of herbs, and all of the traditional things that she learned um, that was ancestral. That was yeah. the influence. And that was really what, made me who I am now and mm-hmm. also what made the brand because everything that she taught me, a lot of those ingredients are in our products that we sell now.
2: Yeah. Abby, I can't like our stories, like every, almost the, all the words you're saying I have infused into our firms. And when I asked you who, you know, who influenced you and in, you know, this up to this point, my grandmother did the same for me. Um, she was, I tell people she was my first herbalist. Um, She literally would go into the backyard and I'm talking stems, berries, roots. And my mom refused to give me, you know, pharmaceutical medication because she's like, she's too young. She's too young for that. And you keep telling me there's nothing wrong with her, but she's still sick. I had migraines before I even started um, preschool and they wanted to put me on like high doses of all these kind of crazy medications. And my mom's like, I'm not doing that. Especially if you can't tell me what that medication is going to do and you tell her she doesn't have a, and you're telling me she doesn't have a problem. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother would go like, you know, back in the back of her yard and pick stems and berries and roots of flowers in her own yard, meaning she also knew she knew. She was in touch with the land. She was in touch with the sun, the moon, the stars, what could be harvested when, when you could use it, when Properties of not just oh you pick this up and you just throw it all in there no you pick this up but you can only use the root if you pick this up but you can only use the flower she would throw all this kind of yeah she could throw all this kind of stuff in a pot mm-hmm. and it, I mean it would smell to high heaven sometimes but I'll tell you what my headache was gone poultices she would make you know all over my body and my thing is this is medicine. this right here is medicine. This isn't just the package up, put it in a pill, put it in a a jar, whatever. This right here is medicine. And just getting the active ingredient, which is healing me. Mm -hmm. And so I really, really love how you just wove your grandmother, not only into your, you know, origin story, but the value of paying attention and listening to our ancestors, to our you know our elders, because they they know stuff. Yes, and they know yeah. stuff, and they're willing to impart it if we're willing to listen.
0: Absolutely.
2: And you mentioned that fast track to just trying to get it there, get it done, make it you know erase it, but no, that's there's, that's never was because we aren't even taking care of ourselves the way our ancestors did in terms of what we put in our bodies on our skin. Because some of this stuff wasn't even around. Yeah. Like they didn't have this stuff to contend with. And so I really like you presencing presencing your grandmother, her wisdom, her tutelage, and that you see the value in it. Because now when we start to, you know, really reach back, look back and start to see that there's so much benefit, mm-hmm. then and only then will we be able to change the system all these systems health education whatever it is from the inside out not that top down nonsense that bottom up that inside out and really start to revamp revolutionize these systems from the inside out so as we conclude this session can you please share some parting words of wisdom for our listeners
1: so i would say and i always say this to everyone whatever you love to do, do it yeah regardless of what anybody has to say, regardless of any of the noise, regardless of getting not getting support from people you want to get support from, Oof. tell you a lot of people that are in your circle won't support you. They won't understand the dream or the vision. It's not their vision. Yes. And it was given to you. And that's, that part. The, that's the path that you have to take and use. Because a yeah. lot of people, we're, we're going to have people tell us, oh, you can to do it. That's mm-hmm. them putting their fears into you, you know? Yes. So you don't want to listen to the noise. You want to do what you love and whatever you love and you're passionate about, regardless of what anybody says about it, to pursue it. Because if that vision was placed in your head, there is a reason why God put it there.
2: Amen. So amen. Use it.
1: Let the church say amen. <laughs> amen. That's yeah. what I say to people. Follow your dreams. Follow what you love. Don't listen to what anybody has to say. Do you. Be authentic. Don't try to be anybody else. Be authentic. And and the journey of your dream is not going to be overnight success. But the more you work on it, just like we say consistency, the more you're consistent with it, you are going to get to your goal. And it might not happen in two days. It might happen in five years. But if you keep working on it, you're going to learn so much in that that journey that you're going to be amazing when you get to your success and how to handle your success when you're there.
2: Yes. Thank you, Javi. Thanks.
1: Thank you so much. I was it was a pleasure being on your show. I uh, wish a lot of success guys when it comes to your company as well. And I, I want to try them, so I will be I will be buying them <laughs> to try them.
2: Thank you much. Thank you so much, Dr. Javi. See you on the flip.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for tuning to this episode. If you found this podcast to be resourceful, click follow and share with a friend or family. Your opinion matters. So Please be sure to share your thoughts in the comments below. Until next time, remember, skin health and women wellness is an investment to oneself, as well as...